Welcome to the 3v3 Podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. I'm disappointed that nobody called me on my math last week or two weeks ago when I said, can you build a hockey team within seven days plus or minus of your birthday? And I think I said back to October. Given myself as an example of October 31st, I believe I said back to October 23rd. Nobody caught me. Um, I have I have rectified that. So I I uh, I suspect we'll all have problems with goaltenders. No. Okay. So it was just me. Okay. This problems and debates are two different things. Yes. Okay. Okay. This is this is true, and and I'll and I will um go ahead and say this. I suspect you, Pat, have probably filled out a full twenty man roster, including coaches and <clears throat> potentially a general manager. Coach, yes. GM, okay. maybe. So wait, okay. you're born in April, right? <laughs> no, no, which makes this more comical. But mm. um, if you want me to lead off. Oh, sure. Show, Why not? Um, okay, so my date range, September 9th through 22nd. Please do your own math. Um through all the online memes of pick up the best player born on your birthday. And it, oh, it, I was dreading this question going in and yes, I have a list of about 20 players. I have not slotted them properly, but, um, and I didn't do all the math, but, uh, my team has, uh, 10 Stanley cup rings, six Pearson slash Ted Lindsay awards, nine rockets, Five Art Rosses, five Hearts, two Calders, three Con Smythes, a King Clancy, two Vesnas, and two Hockey Hall of Famers, and one shoe in. But you didn't do the math. I didn't do <laughs> no, I, no. Um, my my calculator broke when I was trying to add up games played. <laughs> um, starting on defense, we'll start with the weak links. Um, right defense. One Mr. Kevin Hatcher, born on September 9th. Um, who had a bit of a better career than you think. He just played a lot of it in the early 90s. Um, mm-hmm. you know, more than 1,100 games played, more than 650 points, and he almost had a point per game season as they were entering the dead puck era. And given my forwards, he might just be the right, um, the right defender for for this group of players. Um, the left defender I struggled with mightily. Um, it was a head versus a heart pick, and I ended up going with my head. And instead of picking uh, one of my near dear and favorite players, Yoni Pickinen, whose career was cut short. I went with Keith Yandel. Oh. Who, yeah, defensemen were few and far between. There were 90s guys who may have played a lot, but were not that great. Um, but Yandel, he was just kind of up there. He's my offensive defenseman just to get the forwards to the puck, I think. 
which is funny because Kevin Hatcher, so Yandel has played a little over a thousand games. He's got an Iron Man streak. He only has 102 goals to his name. Kevin Hatcher had 227. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, the also, uh, I'll throw out the um, honorable mention to Curtis LeCision. Oh, um, who, who, who was who was early penciled in in my lineup? Decisions, decisions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now let me talk about goaltending, where <laughs> things got a little weird. So I happened to share a birthday with uh, Braden Holtby. Okay. Not a bad, not a bad pick. Um, then I found there's Jose Theodore, who. Okay. You know, peak of his powers, really good goalie. Then I stumble across at the very last day eligible, uh, one Mr. Mike Richter. Oh, damn you. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, given the strength of this team, I decided to go with Sergei Bobrovsky instead. (sighs) Yeah. Mainly because when I really looked at Richter and, you know, once you get over the um, New York hype and given the, you know, time in which he played, uh, Bobrovsky's already eclipsed him and everything except for that one Stanley Cup. Yeah, that's true. Medals? What about medals? Medals? We're we're not counting the 1996 uh, World Cup of Hockey, are we? <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of I I personally am am sort of stunned that you aren't. Uh no, <laughs> no. I won't even count it for Canada and whatever. The what was that 2014, 2015? Who cares? Um, then up front got fun. I'm leaving off guys like John Tavares. Peter Stasny, Daryl Sittler. Uh, I just went with a couple guys named Ovechkin, Neuendijk, and Lafleur. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you can see why adding up the math would get a little difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Just, 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 just a smidge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Patrick Marlowe too. How are you, Marais? <laughs> oh, God. So, needless to say, New Year's babies in the NHL are a thing. Mm, oh, yeah. To my surprise. Okay, so I have a December birthday, which, if you break it down by population, is actually the fewest people born in December than anywhere else in the, in the year. <laughs> in the NHL, that's even less. <laughs> So, uh, my date range is December 8th through the 22nd, and uh, I'm not going to go into quite as fine a detail as Pat did, but then I guess I rarely do. (laughs) You have better things to do. (laughs) Uh, I don't know about that, but... (laughs) So... Um, I had a plethora of defenders to choose from. God. 
The easy part was that I didn't like most of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, boom, gone. Um, the other issue that I ran into is that either everyone played in the 40s or earlier or in the 90s and later. So? Well, no, so so I, there's some some time bias going on here because I chose the people I'm familiar with rather than the yeah. people that, you know, that's all I'm just saying with that. So, so I had two goalies to choose from, Bill Ranford and Billy Smith. Okay, mm. not bad. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, everyone's got goalies problems. Like, no, nah, no, I just had to okay, choose between no. those two. So I went with no. Billy Smith because, you know, it's Billy Smith. It's Billy Smith. Gotta have to do that. Um, December 12th was his birthday. Uh, the two defenders that I went with were Rob Blake and Victor Hedman. God damn. Okay. Good luck. Hey. <laughs> I know. Who cares who's up front at this point, right? <laughs> it uh, makes me really wonder, how much did you hate the other guys? I just, you know, that's kind of what I'm saying, too. Dowdy? I mean, come on. <laughs> eh. hey, hey, he's not bad for a three, given that your top pairing is Blake and Edmund. I know. I know, but still... <laughs> So, so Rob Blake, December 10th, and Victor Hedman, December 18th. Uh, my forwards are right wing Daniel Albertson, my left wing Vincent Danfus, and my center, and my center, of course, had to be Sergei Fedorov. Of course. <sighs> so Albertson, December 11th, Danfus. December 17th, and Fedorov, December 13th. Wow. Oh, Pat, who is your coach, potentially? Oh, Quinville. Oh, okay. I could go with Travis Green if I really wanted to, but yeah. I don't know that I want to. I, I also had Sheldon Keith and uh, Dan Bilesma. And I'm, yeah. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to dig up the GM because I did see one but I'll get back to that later. Well, I I uh, I I did see one player in my list um, who I know was a general manager and and then just laughed because it was Rajon Ool who was the man <laughs> the ninety three Habs. So you know there was a reason we called him Raging Fool. Mm. Um, so my range is you know the twenty fourth to the sixth of November, twenty fourth of October to the sixth of November. And here's some names that were left off. Artemi Panarin, Mike Gartner, Matt Nasland, Kevin Deneen, Mike Ricci, Joel Otto, Vince Dunn, Pecorine. Yeah. So up front, <laughs> this is almost laughable. I have Jack Eichel, Leon Dreisaitl, and Miko Rantanen. Now I see why you wanted to do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so for my top pairing defense, I have uh, one Dennis Potvan, <laughs> who was partnered by one Kale McCarr. 
<laughs> and my starting goaltender is Mika Kiprasov. And my head coach is Al Arbor. Now, I did start this off because I happen to know that, um, you know, I was, as I said before, I was born on Halloween. I was sort of joking if I could if I could build a roster out of just, you know, players born on my birthday. And I came close, um, provided nobody wants to play defense. Um, and it all started with, you know, New Zealand. And then I went down a rabbit hole of finding some of those great old players you know, that had the weird nicknames and and stumbled across, you know, like Cooney Wheeland and um, Frank McCool. He was a runner up for my starter. But <laughs> no. Um, so Al Arbor behind the bench coaching Eichel, Drysaddle, Rantanen, Potvin, McCarr and Kiprasov. Come on. That'd be fun. There'd be absolutely no defense played. <laughs> It would be like McCarr and Pot. The epitome of run and gun. Oh yeah, it's just you know, leave Kiprasov back there because he was used to being left alone, especially he was in when he was in San Jose. So, or I could throw you know um, Pecorine in there, who was also used to being. No, actually, he'd be more defensive oriented. Oh well, I just. There's, you know, I, I think I told you guys after we stopped recording that the genesis of this is uh, there's there's the old um, precept that, you know, if you take a line of 20 people, it doesn't, you know, you can get a certain number in before you find someone who is in a week of your birthday, you know, plus or plus or minus seven days. And so it was just like, hmm, I wonder what kind of hockey rosters we could build. And it turns out, you know, like it's a it's kind of a murderer's row for forwards in October um, in general, because, you know, Mario Lemieux was born October 3rd. You know, there are some monster players, but there is a dearth of goaltenders around my range <laughs> unless they went back in time, which is fine, you know. I only I don't have any current Hall of Famers outside of Potvin in my starting roster. Um, but if I rolled in my old roster, my old timey roster, I would have six Hall of Famers. So not too many cups in the room, but just enough, right? Because too many cups in the room, those guys are you know not hungry, right? Isn't that what we were told? <laughs> yeah, Depends you know who you, they were talking to. You you yes, win you win your cup and and suddenly you don't want to win anymore, but you keep playing. Yeah, that's yeah. Mm. I, was, I was told that that was told that that's a thing. Mm. Except all the times that they want to put players who have cup rings in the room to show the guys how to win. Uh, oh well. So um, I'd take one day off to start moving stuff into the new house. And Tom Dunnan and Don Waddell decide to light a big old paper bag full of doggy poop and toss it on Mark Bergeron's front door. <laughs> and And I'm so torn because had they not done the signing, which, you know, they're trying to sweep under the rug and blah, blah, blah. 
this would be such brilliant petty move, including the twenty dollar signing bonus. <laughs> that was that that you know, and I, I, if you go back and look at my Twitter timeline, the night of the draft, um, where the the Canadians took Kotkaniemi, you'll see that I've I was laughing at that pick. I that was way too high for him. You know, I'm not saying he's not going to evolve or does not have the potential to evolve into a great player, but no, that was way too high for him. He needed another year in Finland, honestly. So we'll see. But, you know, including the press release, which they almost went verbatim for what the Canadians threw down with Aho. It's just it's it's peak pettiness. Oh, and, and, and the uh, the um, Carolina Hurricanes uh, Twitter account changed everything to French. Oh, it's French. Their bio. Yeah. 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 And then there was the Uno card. Yeah. That one was a bit of a whiff. Well, it's it's two heels going at each other right now. They're not oh, all very be, much so. They're they're not all going to be you know, uh, grand slam you know runs. But God, it, it ranks up there with what was the team that basically copy and pasted the Tampa Bay Lightning you know response from a few years ago when they got swept oh. by Columbus and it was like to our fans you know we are blah 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 and some other team basically copy and pasted it after they got beat the game by Tampa I think. Oh, I'd have to go look at everything, but you know, I'm I'm here for some of this, you know. Somebody you know, had asked if if they if anyone had interviewed Bergevin yet, and I'm like, let's be honest, everyone's afraid to. <laughs> well, what he wasn't well, at the rodeo too. Apparently not. <laughs> and I think that was also pretty good. That was pretty good. I mean, there He's was, in fact, a rodeo in the arena yesterday. He was unavailable because he was at a rodeo. And it wasn't his first. You know? oh, and, and God bless Sarah Sivian. You know, it was teed up for her. We all would have done it. But, you know, she rolled it out there beautifully. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too bad we can't all ignore the um, <clears throat> elephant in the room. I don't. Which one? I'm pretty sure you've heard of them. <laughs> There's that too. <laughs> well, which one specifically were you thinking of, Cassie? Oh, I was thinking about the one that you could actually represent with an elephant. You know, GOP. <laughs> D'Angelo. Uh, well, no, was, here, here, here's the problem. When you said GOP, I was like, okay, that narrows it down to all the American players and half the European players. <laughs> um, <laughs> so instead of so instead of a 20-man roster, you know, we're down to 17. <laughs> yeah. Now we can narrow it down based on birth date. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, speaking of which, um, he who shall not be named actually did fall within my range, and I went, no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) See, I can go at least five deep on that, but I do know of whom you are referring to. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, this was a... Yes, it's a petty flex. Yes, it's the way an offer sheet should be written. It's a gamble. Sure. I just but, don't get why him, other than the pettiness factor. It. Um. You know, I... Oh, boy. I can't believe I'm going to do this. I kind of do. Because Caroline has already got strong center depth. Right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, at least, at least, in the, you know, at least in the top two. You can throw him on the wing, let him find his game before you worry about moving him to center. And then, even then, you know, he's, he's just a third line center right now. Whereas Montreal and ever find centers to save their lives, you know, and had him playing where he should have been sooner than he should have been, if that makes any sense. Yeah. He should have been given the Tyler Sagan maturation process on the ice where he played on the wing when he was in Boston. And once he got to, you know, his final year in Boston and then early on in Dallas, he fully took on the center role. Yeah. And it's worked out swimmingly. Yeah. Especially for somebody that age coming in, right? It's a high draft pick aside or not, whatever. Some of them are not ready for NHL center duties the way that are expected to play center in the NHL. So let them learn, you know, let them learn the responsibilities or what have you on the wing so they can kind of get an idea. And, you know, and again, you know, it's the whole they oftentimes they get eaten up in the face off circle, too. But yeah, it's petty. It is pure pettiness, and it's a heel. It's a heel v heel fight, and I don't think either one of them is going to turn babyface at the end of it. I think no. you know. To to your point, Cassie. You know, as anyone tried to interview Bergevin, hell, I I'm surprised he hasn't gone out looking to be interviewed because it takes the heat off them for their draft pick. Right. It's it's another it's a news cycle that can get that can bury that whole excrement parade. Okay, enough of the bad stuff. Women's yeah, world, huh? <laughs> Switzerland. Let's go. Switzerland. Yeah. Woo! So I'm saying that US Canada game was a little chaotic too, eh? <laughs> Yeah, which means the other team is destined to win the gold medal game? Yeah, it kind of seems like it. Well, it, it's usually one, it's more of an Olympic thing, but whoever wins in the, you know, 
the qualifying rounds and the the other team typically wins in the medal round. I'm okay with that. And I'm fine with that too. <laughs> yeah. You I mean, know? I'll be more fine with it if this were happening, you know, in February 2022, but hey, oh, beggars can't be choosers right now. That's what I was going to say is, is actually speaking on that behalf. Let's give it up to, to Seattle Kraken, Alexander True, for helping guide the Danish hockey team to qualify for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So first time Denmark has ever qualified in hockey. So Yay. I'm all I'm here for all this chaos, you know, maybe we can get some players, more, more Swissens, Swissians to come over. <laughs> well, they're fun because you have to determine which region of Switzerland they're from so that you know if they speak French or German or Italian or, or Italian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Italian's the weird one where it's not the go-to. No. So I, I have some family that live in Geneva, and, you know, everyone there speaks English because it's a banking town. Yep. In Europe, and you go with the, you know, Basically. the most common secondary language. But then it it's a crapshoot everywhere else. The, the, the language borders are, are quite interesting. Yeah, there's really no regional, you know, definition to them. They just seem to sort of be, you know, it's not like, oh, this, you know, this part was really, you know, in the northeast or, or northwest, you know, closer to Germany. So they're more, no, <laughs> not so much. See, we we aren't talking about Washington geography anymore. We've gone on to international. Mm-hmm. Because <clears throat> once the one story I have about Washington geography, I can't tell. <laughs> Pink oh, you're... <laughs> I was going to say, you don't have a bunch of real estate tips for players based on their uh, current uh, <laughs> status in life? <laughs> Learn to like traffic. Oh, uh, <laughs> you, you, you actually hit it. Right on the head. <laughs> uh, I'll just say that I happen to know of one real estate transaction that went down for a Seattle Kraken player. They're not that hard to find people. They're all public record if you really want to dig into it. Yeah, but I have the entire backstory. <laughs> Which you're going to share after we're done recording. <laughs> in, well, I, I won't I won't say the player's name and I won't say where they moved to. And I won't say, you know, how I heard all this, but I know it for a fact. Um, I have a a friend who is friends with someone that is friends with a with a Kraken player. OK, so I'm I'm you know, I'm hearing this. Pretty much firsthand, you know, these are direct friends of mine. Um, and said Kraken player called his friend up and said, um, find me a house that's not listed or, or is about to be listed because the market is so chaotic right now. And um, a neighbor of my, you know, first degree friend uh, found out that... His <laughs> 
<laughs> got an offer from the real estate agent on behalf of this particular player. <laughs> and they weren't even interested in selling their house. And they said, no, we're not going to sell it. And then said player came back, I think somewhere in the range of 30% over market value for the house. That was never that they didn't want to sell because these people had been living there for like 20, 25 years. <laughs> but they looked at market value plus 30% and said, okay, we'll sell. Wait, I'm confused. Steven Stamkos isn't on the crackhead. Uh, no. <laughs> no, but the exact same thing happened to him apparently in Tampa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like right after we recorded the last episode. <laughs> and that's kind of why I'm laughing. It's just. <laughs> oh, so so I'm I'm from a I've married into a family of real estate agents, and the craziness that is happening right now is absurd. Oh yeah. And, and, and my response to my, you know, that, that first degree friend, I guess I could say, you know, I'm three degrees away from a Kraken player, um, to my first degree friend was, Hey, since, you know, this guy is going to be your neighbor. Um, if they ever have a housewarming party or a house party, you know, and invite you, you need to invite me. Right. Especially if Jordan Everly is going to be there. And he looked at me and said, you're just going to sit there and make googly eyes at Jordan Everly. I'm like, you're goddamn right I am. He's like, I'm not taking you. I'm not taking you. You're going to creep him out. And I said, well, I'll bring my kid. You know, so if Jordan brings his daughter, you know, he's like, you're just trying to weasel your way into a friendship with Jordan Everly. And I'm like, shut up. So what? Can a man have a man crush, a hockey man crush? Yeah, and plus you have stories that have nothing to do right. with him, or yeah. And you can be helpful in like helping him acclimate to the Seattle area. And and tech support, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 I know you know some of those guys are big gamers. Hey, 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 hey! You don't happen yeah. to work for a major tech firm that has a presence in the gaming world. You know. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. No, no. More importantly, more importantly, you have connections to the music industry because every single professional athlete out there wishes that he was actually a musician. Jesus, that is so true. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is so friggin' true. So this all begs the question, why didn't Jack Eichel hire us to be his new agent? You know? Oh. God, the three of us would kick ours as agents. <laughs> I mean, we could hire a lawyer to actually draw up papers. You when guys don't know contract law? I mean, come on. <laughs> I I, hey, I am in a Discord server with a, several lawyers. And... Yeah, mm-hmm. 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 So here's the plan. I go and negotiate face-to-face because I'm a woman. They'll think I'm dumb. (laughs) But secretly, you're making them think it's their idea. Yes. Yeah. God, yes. (laughs) Oh, what do you know? (laughs) Oh, and I'll just, I'll, I'll come in, I'll, you know. All professional, like you're the tech they'll, support they'll, guy. You're the tech support guy who's sitting there, do you know, fiddling with the tech stuff. They'll defer to me, and I'm like, "Why are you talking to me? She's the owner of the company. You know, she's the one doing the business. I'm just here for tech support." Uh-huh. 
I'm just here taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> then Pat will be, you know, Pat will be behind the scenes, you know, in his very Machiavellian way, doing all the research and saying, no, don't go above this. You know, okay, we deserve 10%, you know. So, so yeah, yeah. Got the plan. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. I might be able to pay off my mortgage then. <laughs> Our rates are reasonable, listeners. Very, very. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why aren't we getting the, the awkward rolling in then? Because <laughs> yeah, we haven't been petty enough, apparently. Yeah, that's probably true. I'm surprised they didn't make the signing bonus $17 just, you know, to tie in the whole Rod Brindamore thing again, like they did with his fine, hmm. which again was another genius. <laughs> yeah, but how many, how many more times can they go to this well? Um, given Tom Dundon and his um, predilection for business opportunities and companies that he's run um, as many times as he wants, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can make this a lifestyle choice if he feels like it. It probably already is. Yeah, I would guess so. Now, mm-hmm. I've, uh, the one thing I didn't, I don't remember, was it a one-year deal? It was a one-year deal. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. You know, yeah, um, they don't seem to care what's going to happen uh, two seasons from now. Yeah. They, they've got this year and next, and then they have some good talent, but. Wait, you mean hockey ownership and general managers being short-sighted? Who could have seen that one coming? Well, I, I don't know if I would call being... it short-sighted. I think they're just... They're pushing their chips in, and I don't know if I agree with the strategy they're taking. It's it's tough because it's the inverse of Ron Francis, right? Yes. Because Ron Ron was all about patience, 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 and every year everyone was like, "Oh God, you know they're de- they're so good defensively. They've got some good young talent up front. They just need to mature, and they should have matured by now." You know. They need let to take just, the next step. Yeah. And let me put it to you like this. Outside of Sveshnikov, uh, there's not been one other drafted player in the Dundon regime that's made the team. So read into that what you will. Mm, so basically like most of the NHL general managers do. <laughs> well, half of them have to play the kids out of necessity. And then the other half, yeah, but you know, they fake. Aren't it. we only like three years into Dundon or four? We are, but we're looking at potentially, you know, another 2018 draft pick joining the Canes roster in six days and or five days and a couple hours and change. I don't have a countdown clock. I'm sure there's one inside the arena in Raleigh. Is it counting down in French? <laughs> oui. Trois. Deux. C'est vrai. Neuf. Et neuf. <laughs> ah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is biosteel and why do I why should I care about it? Isn't it just like Gatorade Plus or something? Uh Gatorade minus sugar. Yeah. Okay. So Gatorade plus well, cancer no, causing sweetening agents. Well, I was going to say minus the aspartame. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? <sighs> <laughs> and yet they managed to wrangle everyone up to come to a training camp, including a guy who's reportedly injured. Well, he's just going to be there for off ice things um, mm-hmm. because there are workouts that he can do not on ice. Or any injured player, for that matter. Oh, that's true. Hey, where is this BioSteel camp again? Hmm. Wasn't it always in Toronto? Yeah, typically. Hmm. I mean, uh, are there no direct flights from Buffalo to Toronto? Does he have to go through Montreal? I mean, maybe knowing the complications that is flying from the U.S. to Canada. Oh, this is true. Mm-hmm. I mean, so what? Are all the Ontario guys just caravanning? Yeah, I mean, how much money did they get paid to move it to Montreal? <laughs> How much of it was probably due to COVID restrictions in Ontario versus back? Which is saying something. Oh, God. I know. (laughs) No. (laughs) Ontario's Ontario's the Florida of Canada. No, wait, I'm sorry, that's Alberta. No, wait, I'm sorry, that's Quebec. Actually, Quebec's been better about it than... Ontario or Alberta, but not we, by much. We like to think. Yeah, well, we like to think, but you know, it's all. It's mostly because nobody understands what they're saying. <laughs> no, it's not French. It's wall. You know, it's. It's like yes, the French they probably a, would agree to that. <laughs> it's an isolated for it's you know it's a it's a version of French that grew up on its own. Sixteenth century French. It's what I what is what a uh, French au pair once told me. She was from Paris. She's like going to Montreal is like stepping back to the 16th century. <laughs> I could make so many other bad jokes. And I'm going to refrain from those right now. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. So let's I mean, see what else. What else was there? We had. Uh, um, Victor Hedman what? might actually get to play in the Olympics. Sure. Can, can we be in denial about that, or do we have to agree? Well, it, it's <laughs> it's a little column A, little column B. First, you realize he didn't play before, yeah. given that he had at least one opportunity. And the fact that somehow the league and the double IHF are going to make a deal? Uh, <laughs> when I see it, I'll believe it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, under, I understand the double IHF has made concessions to some of the NHL's 
I wouldn't even call them demands. I, I consider this like a like a, a writer for a performance art, you know, for a performer. They always they always provide writers for what they expect the facility to have on hand and you know ready for them type thing. Mm-hmm. The uh, bowl of M and M's without the brown M and M's. Yeah, the the infamous. Yeah, I was going to say the infamous Van Halen no brown M and M's, and not a lot of people know that they put. Sometimes they put that stuff in there just to see if anybody reads the writers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, so, they, they don't have a prejudice against brown M&Ms. They just want to make sure that you read all the way through it to the fine print. Mm-hmm. It's their test. Because if, because if I show up, you know, and I've got big pieces of meat and this tiny bread, you know, I can't make a sandwich, you know, and if I keep folding and, you know. So, uh... So, so, Patrick, did you get in on the uh, Champions Hockey League stuff this week? No, I've been kind of swamped with house stuff. Mm. I'm terribly sorry. I've I've let everyone down. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's just my mother. Um, <laughs> you should be used to that by now, though. <laughs> you know, well, you, you forget about it and until, you know, it's rubbed in your face every day. Um <clears throat> No. The only other thing, I was, you know, there needs to be a, a quiz show, you know. What's he eating from the bowl? Because that seemed to be the thing for a few days. So what's Player X eating from this bowl of the Stanley oh, Cup? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. And I just... Hmm. I gotta wonder... What do they really do to clean that thing? Well, it is solid sterling silver, and st- and solid silver is our silver is antimicrobial, so that means it's antibacterial, antifungal, and anti antiviral. But so it kind of self cleans itself. But it's been engraved. <laughs> Engraving. Because mm. you know. I, I'm still struggling with the whole, you know, my dogs eat food out of it. And, you know, a day later, you know, someone else is, you know, feeding poutine or eating poutine out of it. Which I guess is just a variant of dog food. So. <laughs> I said, God, I said that out loud again, didn't I? Oh, God. Okay. Um, before I offend the last few sections of the province of Quebec, someone please pull the sheet. <laughs> All right, I, I think I can take this one. Um, let's get weird. Uh, let's say uh, riders, since we were just talking about it randomly, um, were added to NHL contracts like no movement, no trade clauses. Oh. <gasps> What would be the best thing to add to a rider in the event a player is traded? You can get as vague or as specific as you want. This has been the 3v3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3v3Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.